everybody. How you doing? How you doing? This is another episode of the Bet Business Bet Pod. And what we do is connect with individuals that have supported Vet Biz and individuals that we have supported. And the goal is, ladies and gentlemen, is to let you know that entrepreneurship can be a scary thing with the unknown information. But what we want to do is make sure that we are highlighting individuals that can speak on their own behalf as far as what entrepreneurship look like. And of course, how VetBiz has helped them out, right? So this is a great, great, great opportunity today. And I'm just happy to be a part of this uh, organization. If you guys don't know who I am, my name is Seth Miller, and I am the executive director of VetBiz. And um, I love to connect with individuals, organizations, corporations to see how we can help stimulate the economy with a veteran and veteran spouses uh, entrepreneurship. So again, if you guys don't know, our region is Southern Illinois, all of Missouri, and all of Kansas. So just look us up, vetbiz.com to see how you can a, be a part of VetBiz, and B, how you can support VetBiz. And that's essentially what we need. Your support, your ears, your eyes, your mind, and everything so we can make this thing go. Today, I have the great, great pleasure and honor to introduce to you Mr. Gavin Pringle. Now, let me tell you something about Gavin. Uh, he has been with VetBiz uh, for a little over a year, and he's created an outstanding, outstanding program, right? And he is a veteran. However, one good thing I like about veterans and, and, and veterans that go into business, right, for themselves, they see that there are things that they can do that something that is missing. You get what I mean? Something that is missing. I mean, it can be something as far as just communicating with the uh, outside world. Ladies and gentlemen, when you are in the military, I don't care if it's one year or 21 years or 31 years, if that's a thing, right? But as long as you're in, you start to adopt certain um, uh, vernacular, right? In acronyms or something silly like that. You go to people say, hey, I want an MRE for my EPR. And they say, what are you talking about? Looking crazy. So it's, it's a transition. And just like I talked about before, I'm originally from Detroit. There was a transition from Detroit going to the military, to the Air Force. However, after the military, there is a transition to go out, to go back into regular world. But I'm very, very excited to have uh, Gavin on. So he's going to discuss a little bit about his background and what has stimulated him to propel with his business. Ladies and gentlemen, I want you guys to give it up for Mr. Gavin Pringle. <laughs> yeah, how you doing, brother? I'm doing great. I'm doing great. Excited to be here. Yes, sir. Um, yeah, and and you know, as I I've been here with VetBiz for about a year. Mm -hmm. Um, you guys are doing some great things, and I I want to support you however I can. So oh, absolutely, yeah. Um, you know, I I want to start with the why. You know, why did I start Jacapa? What is this thing? Um. You know, and and as I like to tell people, I built Jacapa for for me. I I wish I would have had this when I was 16 years old. Um, I was a awful awful high school student. Uh, I graduated from my third high school. I dropped out of college after two years, um, and you know I joined the Navy because um, I 
didn't want to didn't want to pay for college if I didn't know what I wanted to do. So I joined the Navy and, you know, uh, got a lot of experiences out of it. And looking back, a lot of that has to do with soft skills. Um, you know, it's it's the way you communicate. It's the way that you regulate goals. It's, you know, being able to accomplish a four year goal um, and work with teams and um, manage your stress and impulse control and, um, you know, deal with new, new information. I wasn't very good at that. Um, you know, I really, I really struggled at it. And fortunately, fortunately, the Navy um, taught me how to work with teams, how to communicate effectively, how to manage stress and time and task management and achieve goals. Um, and so when I got out, I went back to college and I realized Hey, we've got this is a bigger problem than just me. Uh, this is a this is an everybody problem. Yes. Every everybody's, you know, there's there's things that we're good at, there's things that we're bad at. And you know, a, a lot of people struggle with soft skills. Yes. And you know, that led me down the rabbit hole. Why are we struggling with soft skills? What are these skills? Why do they matter? Yeah. And you know, just to wake everybody up. The number one reason why people are fired is soft skills. Mm. You know, 89, yeah, 89% of the time, mm -hmm. it is the, the primary reason is soft skills. You know, I love that. And I, I'm, man, that's huge. And let me take it back just a little bit. But um, you said something that I really want to tap in on the soft skills and communicating ladies and gentlemen i know that there is an issue with that as well right being a part of you know just not just the military but just connecting with day-to-day -day people you know the funny thing about this gavin is that when we communicate to people and they give us any type of affirmation that they heard us we feel as though that they understood us mm -hmm. You see, so the heart is the other piece of communication, ladies and gentlemen, they say it's two. It's actually three. It's the sender, the receiver. But in between that is comprehension. <laughs> and sometimes when that cop, a lot of times, to your point, when that comprehension isn't there, you're just, yeah, 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 yeah. And then nothing is connecting. You see that as being a, a, another issue? I absolutely think that's an issue. Actually, actually, you stole you stole my thunder from me. On, <laughs> on you know that that is, I think, one of the biggest problems with early stage entrepreneurs. Yes, um, is they have an idea. It might be a good idea. It might be a terrible idea. I don't know, right? But they go up to people and they immediately start pitching their idea. Mm -hmm. um, most people want to avoid conflict. They are just going to tell you your idea is good. You need to go about it strategically and think about how can I get actual feedback on if my idea is good um, rather than just pitching an idea and, and then telling you, telling you it's good. It's confirmation bias. It's really dangerous. It's a good way of burning through your life savings on an idea that never had any, had a chance. Right? Yeah. You really, you really need to be strategic about your customer discovery. Absolutely. And also, too, and with that, 
the whole market research. So not only knowing what your whatever your widget is, whatever your business is, but how to go to the right people that want what you have. So look, let's take it back, right? So we're talking to an audience of individuals that's either on the uh, in their beginning stages of entrepreneurship, or like I said earlier, they just don't know. So look, let's let's do this. What were some of the or one significant challenge that you face while transitioning from the Navy and uh, that service to entrepreneurship? Yeah, um, one is is navigating the community. Um, I think that that is one of the coolest things about entrepreneurship, but it's also difficult. Is there is a tremendous amount of community and resources available to you. I mean, I've been doing this for a long time now and I still find new resources that are available, um, whether it's nonprofits like VetBiz, um, whether it's you know your your city, your town, um, having, a, having a program, whether it's a, a foundation giving out grant dollars, um, there is a lot of resources that are available um, that it can be overwhelming, you know, finding, finding out the, the resources, learning about the entrepreneurial process can be really overwhelming. Um, I also think it's finding, finding a problem that you will stick with. Um, you know, that's something that I want that, that, that is the, one of the top things I tell people when they come up and talk to me is Mm. find the problem that you absolutely love or hate if you know however you want to frame it right because the road is really hard it's really long it's really hard you will make half as much money and twice as much time with twice as much headaches right um but it's worth it if you love the problem i love that i love that yes that that makes a lot of sense and and in other words we can say that when you can identify that problem that you can solve within your talent, skills, and or abilities, then that's your that's part of your why. Is that fair to say? Absolutely. And so, you know, when I give my my why, my pitch, you know, I am solving the number one reason why people get fired. Ha! You know why? <laughs> because it sucks to be fired. Doesn't it? Oh my goodness! Yeah, you know, it it is. We at Jacapa, we want to set people up for success. Um, you know, these skills are absolutely critical for life satisfaction, for happiness, for, you know, getting and keeping a job for graduating high school or college or whatever your pursuit is. I don't care. Right. These skills are absolutely critical for your success. Um, and so when I wake up every morning, you know, that I love the problem that I'm working on. Mm. Um, And so that keeps you going. Mm hmm. Okay. No, I love that. I love that. And that makes sense too. Ladies and gentlemen, we're here with Mr. Gavin Pringle and he's talking about Jacapa. So it's it's more than just a, a, a job, right? It's more than just, just, just an occupation. It's a passion behind it. And ladies and gentlemen, that's what I want you guys to really hone in on. You have to love what you're doing so you can see past the nuances of the day-to-day thing, right? And and that's what it is. It's being able to help people out, but then also to, like we said earlier, filling out those, uh, filling those holes. Because if you think about it, how many times, Gavin, have you seen or, or heard individuals communicate and say, yep, that's a communication problem. Easy. We can help. Like how many times have you, have you said that? 
yep, that's that is an all the time thing, right? Or um, they're in a team is in panic mode, mm-hmm. right? They don't know how to how to deal with stress management. Yeah, we can help, right? That's that is uh, yep, hear it all the time. <laughs> See, and and, and, I, and one thing I love about it is that is right there is mobile, right? So if, if those individuals that's not exactly comfortable having that one on one type of interaction, they can find those things there. So look, let's go into this, right? And I really do love this uh, question, and I believe individuals will uh, appreciate it. So, how has your military background influenced your leadership style? at Jacopo? Yeah. Um, I would say I had a, you know, I had a great chief when I was, when I was in, um, and he, he gave us just enough rope to hang ourselves with, uh, is what he would like to say. You know, he, uh, he expected the work to be done. If you got the work done, he was, you know, he was okay with it. Um, and so that is, that is the way I like to to lead um, at Jacapa is, you know, these are the expectations. These are the executables. This is, you know, these are the, the expectations of the how you are going to accomplish it. Get it done. Um, and, you know, our team delivers that. They have a lot of, you know, they have a lot of freedom. We are fully remote. Um, you know, I, they're, there are days I don't, you know, I don't talk to specific members on my team, right? But I know that they're getting the work that they need to done um, and that they are actively looking to improve um, the company, improve the customer experience, improve the product, um, you know, because we are all, you know, I think I think one of the, the most important things you can take away from the military is the importance of camaraderie. Mm. Um, you know, I was on submarines, right? It's, it's a, you know, a hundred, a hundred guys versus, you know, everything. And so, you know, that is how you run a startup. That is how you run a small business is it is us versus everything else out there. Um, and you know, if you have people that aren't, that aren't carrying their weight, you don't have time for that. You don't have resources for that, you know. (laughs) get rid of them as soon as possible. Get rid of them. Oh my God. I love that. And you know what? I want to give a special uh, shout out to our team at uh, VetBiz. I tell you what, we are on a unified front. And ladies and gentlemen, he said something that made so much sense. You know what a good functioning team looks like, right? When you're a part of it or when you see it from a distance, like, okay, there are some hoes there, right? Or someone in that boat is not rowing and we see who it is, right? And no, no, that's real good. And so I also appreciate the fact that it seems as though you have a hands-on approach, not necessarily a hands-in to micromanage your team. How important is that as far as that communication goes to trust that they are going to do their job efficiently? It is extremely important, right? The everything at Jacapa, um, everything in an organization that needs to, to function well has to, or, you know, has to answer to the metric, right? And so that is something that I, you know, that I take seriously is these are these are the metrics that this that this function of the business is answering to. You know, maybe it's demos per month or daily active users um, on the product or, you know, number of, 
number of new users, you know, pick, pick the department, pick the metric, whatever that is, right? That is what you are held to. Everybody knows that that is what you are held to. And then it's, hey, how, what is, what is the process? What is the way to get better at that metric? You know, month after month, week after week, we want to get better at that North Star metric. Um, and ultimately all of those, all of those individual actions should improve the health of the company. Um, I love that. Measurable goals, right? Measurable goals. Clear, measurable goals. Yes, yes, yes. My goodness, ladies and gentlemen, that is something key, right? If you're talking about your vision or you're talking about your destination, you can't expect individuals to follow you or to be along that ride if you can't even see clearly yourself, right? Wow. No, I love that. That is beautiful. So look, how about this? So can you tell us, and, and this is, you, you're going to see why this makes sense within this question, because individuals need to understand more about their, not only their company, but other companies that are similar to theirs, right? So as a veteran-owned business, how does Jacopla stand out from its uh, competitors? Yeah, um, you know, I I think it's I think it's the I think it's really the way that we do things, right? You know, our our approach is different than than what else is out there. I mean, when you're talking competitors in my in my space, right? It's it's a soft skill development system. Uh, right now, we focus on students. We focus on schools. Um, so my competitor is everything from the football team to the teacher to the guidance counselor to the parent at home to a personality assessment, um, you know, to a curriculum around, you know, how to be professional skills curriculum. Our approach, though, is providing the practice reflection and feedback that a student, that an individual needs to be successful. Um, and so that means, you know, you might ask yourself, well, that's the job of a teacher, right? What they're, they're supposed to do that. The, I'll push back on that and say, having, requiring a teacher to give custom feedback reflections and experiential learning opportunities to every single one of their students on a daily basis is impossible. They're already overworked. They're already they're already doing so much. And so let me take the burden off of them That's by right. providing by providing a scalable solution in their in their students' hands where they where the student can run the solution themselves and get that practice reflection and feedback to develop these skills. No, I love that. I love that. And also, too, let's be honest, a lot of these teachers aren't necessarily trained in doing that, if that makes sense, right? You have to have a lot of emotional intelligence, not just for self, but understand children or whatever, you know, your, your students are, no matter the age. And so to your point, it takes a lot of time to do that and to be able to analyze it and to help it, you know, to develop into, you know, what the desired result is absolutely yeah i mean it it doesn't matter it doesn't matter if they're a i mean if, if they're a executive level leadership we've done assessments we've done training for that group entry-level employees all the way down to middle school students you know our 
it still is the same skill development. It still takes practice, reflection, and feedback. Um, and that takes a lot of know-how to, yes. to get it right. No, no, I get that. Well, no, I appreciate that, man. That was a great answer. So um, here's something. Can you share a particularly challenging moment, right, in your entrepreneurship journey and how you overcame it? Because seriously, we want to be able to encourage our listeners and our future clients or even individuals that has been uh, in business for some time now. And what sometimes individuals don't do, they don't share the ebbs only. You, you get what I mean? The, 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 the down valleys. And look, this was hard, right? So when was there a time when Gavin had to take a step back and say, oh, my goodness, this is ridiculous. You get what I mean? And how did you overcome it? Yeah, absolutely. Um, I think I think that this will sound a little counterintuitive to your audience, perhaps, but it's it's about knowing your niche audience. Um, you know, everybody when when somebody first starts out and they build their widget, whatever their widget is, you know, it's well, I can sell this to anybody. This, this is the best widget in the whole world. And everyone, everyone will want to buy this. Yeah. Um, you know, that's how I catch myself. I catch my team occasionally doing this where we'll unfocus and we'll try and go after multiple markets or, you know, we'll, we'll be pivoting uh, to different markets, you know, and, and whether that's enterprise business, whether that's fast food restaurants, you know, I spent, Earlier this year in January, February timeframe, we sold to a number of fast food restaurants as a employee benefit, you know, as a career readiness employee benefit, you give it to your, to your staff members and they get this profile, they can advocate for themselves, right? Sounds great on paper. What actually happens is priority one is make sandwich, (laughs) you know, priority two is make sure it's clean, whatever, right? Right. We're priority 20. They're never going to, they're never going to get to it. So while it sounds good on paper, the actual use case wasn't good. Um, you know, when we're talking about B2B, business to business sales, you know, we're a small startup. Business to business sales, especially enterprise businesses or education businesses uh, or education takes time. It's a long sales cycle. It's a seasonal sales cycle. They only they only have their budget at certain points of the year. And then it's, you know, the budget spent, you know, come back next year, come back next quarter. Um, so you have to take that into account when you're when you're thinking about it, or you're going to be, you know, you're going to be caught with your pants down thinking, man, I need to get all these sales, but they're not writing checks at that point. I see. Um, and so, you know, one of the that is a that is a a huge problem that all of my you know all of my entrepreneurial friends you know this is something that we talk about is where can i find the person that needs my solution the most and is willing to rip it out of my hands at any time you know um warts and all you know it might not you know you you're seeing three products down the road and um you know but you want to find you want to find the customer that's willing to buy it today. That's right. Um, and so, you know, I'll be completely transparent with you right now. We are currently exploring a B2C shift, you know, opening this up as a parent buying it 
for their for their child. Um, you know, because I don't care what what day of the year it is. That's right. A parent is going to do what is best for their kid. You know, they're going to buy a product. They are motivated for that product. Um, and somebody was telling me how much they spent on, you know, their kids, um, their kids' baseball bat over the summer. And yeah. uh, <laughs> they're, they're, they're spending some money too. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, and so, so that is one of the experiments that we're running right now is, Hey, we've always approached this as a B2B product. Um, it's working, you know, but sales cycles are what they are. Yes. Um, can we sell this as a B2C product for parents to buy this directly from their, for their child. Um, because I'm going to tell you what, I've talked to a lot of parents out there and they're saying, you know, they are worried that their kid is not going to be college ready or career ready. They're worried that they're, um, you know, they're, they're just want their kid to be happy and healthy and successful. Right. Um, and I have a lot of parents that are saying, Hey, my child just spent three years in virtual learning and I'm nervous about what COVID did for their ability to communicate or their executive function skills. Mm-hmm. Come to Jacapa. We'll, you, <laughs> you know, every, every day of the week, come to Jacapa. Um, and, and we can help you get that, get that, go get those skills back, uh, where they need to be and, and spend some quality time with your, with your child. No, I love that, man. And you know, that, that makes a lot of sense. And ladies and gentlemen, hopefully you, you got that piece of nuggets, right? It's more than just what you can do. You're not selling to another you, if that makes sense. You are promoting and you're providing value for everyone. But what we have to do, if you think about it, is come down from the strategic view down to the tactical view and realize, hey, who else could this help next door? So I'll give you a real quick example. Obviously, it's not about me, but someone told me this story and it made a lot of sense. So there was an individual that wanted to uh, purchase a lot of salt, okay? I purchased a lot of salt in the Midwest and he had a couple of trucks, Okay. Because of the, you know, because of the uh, the weather, right? And he said, "Look, I'm going to go into, you know, the the the, the business and contracting myself out to sort the roads." However, he have to take another view. If you think about it, how much does it cost to pay for the trucks and the salt and everything like that? Salt for that season is seasonal. What else can you do with those trucks? throughout the, the those seasons hey so what he did was he converted those uh those trucks into more of a lawn care you know businesses right as the seasons change he's still moving his business and serving a purpose and providing value you get what i mean so ladies and gentlemen i think this is a great illustration of being able to pivot but still have your target market in view would you agree with that gavin Absolutely. Absolutely. Um, And I, and I also want to point out, you know, I have a, I have a friend um, that runs a sock company. Okay. Um, She sells these, I don't, I'm going to butcher this, but she sells supported socks for a specific type of shoe. Um, Because of the power of the internet and what we're getting, Right. You could not run that business in a small town or a city, you know, just selling selling socks that have extra padding 
for this specific type of shoe, right? That is, that is not a viable business until you think, well, anybody in the world can buy these socks now from a website and get them shipped. And that specific type of shoe sells millions and millions of units every year. Come on. Right. That is, that is the power that we, that is the world that we live in. And it is beautiful that you can niche down that far of, I'm going to design and patent a specific type of sock for a specific type of shoe. And I'm going to make a viable business out of it. There you go. I think that's incredible. I mean, yes, it, it, is. it really is. Yeah. Yeah. No, that's absolutely. And look, congratulations to her. Because I mean, if you think about it, sometimes we can be so tunnel, we can have that tunnel vision and that's all we see. Right. But as you bring those blinders down, you see different opportunities on, you know, ways that you can continue to uh, operate with your with your organization. So, look, as we get ready to close, man, uh, do you mind uh, explaining to our audience how has VetBiz uh, and being a VetBiz client benefited Jacapa and your entrepreneurship journey? Yeah, no, absolutely. Um, shout out to Damon uh, and and the whole VetBiz team. Um, you know, I. I work with Damon. Um, he has been great. Um, anybody that anybody that knows me, um, you know, I am a very, I can be a very energetic person. I'm a idea person. Um, some people, you know, might say I have ADHD. Um, that's fine. <laughs> um, you know, and and being an entrepreneur and staying focused is absolutely critical. And I think that's that's the best thing that that's happened to us over, you know, over these last year that we've worked with VetBiz is just saying, Hey, Damon, we're going to meet on a weekly basis and we're going to talk about what we actually accomplished that week and stay focused, mm -hmm. right? What are the metrics that are guiding us? Let's, let's think about, you know, let's think about what these metrics are. Let's assign those metrics and let's stay focused on them because a lot of entrepreneurial people, uh, myself included, you know, we have great ideas and we struggle with execution. Mm. And so I feel like that is the biggest contribution that, you know, Damon and VetBiz have made to me is really thinking through those issues and keeping me focused. Mm. Uh, yeah. I love that. I love that. So hey, let's uh, give us a little peek behind the veil, right? So looking ahead, what are your, let's say, uh, future plans for Jacapa and are there any upcoming uh, projects or incentives that you're excited about? Yeah. Um, so my vision, my goal, um, I want, I want every, you know, I want to start as young as possible. Right now we start in sixth grade. I want every user we can to have a Jacapa account and build their profile all the way through high school. Um, use the data that we collect for their early for their early jobs, um, use it to apply to college or trade school or whatever their path may lead them. Um, you know, maybe they go to college and they port their data in and they continue to use it. You know, by the time you're at a career fair at graduation, you might have 10 years worth of data. You might have two or 300 different perspectives about your skills. Um, you might have gone through thousands of skill builders, you know, building these skills up. Um, you know, we talk to businesses about doing Jacapa with their entry level employees um, all the way up. You know, that is that is the goal of being the soft skill profile and development tool out there. 
Um, I think we have a good shot of doing it. And, you know, we are, we are in the process of releasing our B2C model um, where parents can directly purchase their, their child, a Jacapa account. Um, and it's going to be $99 a year. I mean, I think that's a steal compared, compared to the hundreds and hundreds of dollars I'm hearing uh, yeah. parents talk about spending on, on other things. Um, so we are pricing it at $99 a year. Um, you know, and, and I really think, I really think that it answers a lot of the fears and concerns I'm hearing from parents about, you know, Hey, my kid's been stuck in his bedroom for three years due to yes. virtual learning. You know, are they going to be okay? Wow. So, man, I love that. I love it, man. Yo. No, ladies and gentlemen, I'm excited. I'm excited for you because that sounds so that, that's super, super dope. Thank you. Thank you for that. So look, I want to thank you for being on. And ladies and gentlemen, if you didn't grab it, go to jacapa.com. All right. Right now. So you can learn more about what he have going on and his team read up on them. Right. I believe this is a great viable program that you should check on out and invest in. Hey, Gavin, you stand by. Okay. I'm going to be with you in a moment. But ladies and gentlemen, hopefully you enjoyed this, right? This is what we do at VetBiz. It's more than just helping individuals with their businesses. It's about changing the world, making it a better place by utilizing those talent, skills, and abilities from the military service members and even spouses to transform and to uh, go into the community and help to redevelop certain things. You get what I mean? And to utilize all the things that they have learned and know and utilize those transferable skills to help everybody on out, right? It's still servitude. And ladies and gentlemen, if you do feel so inclined to know a little bit about us, what we do, and even support, make sure you go and visit us, right? At vetbiz.com forward slash donate. We are a nonprofit organization with a contractual agreement with the SBA. However, as we expand, it takes your support and we need your help because there's a lot of work that needs to be done. And so, but we appreciate you for tuning on in. There will be more from where this came from, but from that biz to you, whatever it is that you have going on, whatever your business is, it is now our business. And we'll talk to you soon. Later.